Hey there, and welcome to the Wholehearted Life podcast. Now, if you are anything like me, the young professional, I know that you are looking to live a more balanced and wholehearted life. Well, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do that. So let's go. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the Wholehearted Glow podcast. It is the end of July. I'm sitting here staring out my window, looking at the palm trees. The sun is hitting them, and it's very green. It's very lush. The sky is blue. I can hear the highway, and I see the wind now flowing through the trees. So it's definitely a beautiful time to be alive, and I'm reflecting on everything that happened in the end or throughout the course of July, and also setting intentions for the new year or the new year, what am I saying (laughs) for the new month? So for August, I think it's easier to set like New Year's resolutions in January and then be like, oh, come February or March, I've completely forgotten about them. So what I did last month is I wrote my intentions on a piece of paper and I hung that piece of paper in my apartment. So... I am staring at that piece of paper, and I'm going to share a few of them with you. I want to be more transparent about what's going on in my day-to-day with you because I feel like that's important. You know, we share our lives and we share things that are going on, but I don't think podcasts just have to be on like one specific topic that we're going to talk about this and that's all we're going to talk about. Okay, so intentions that I set for July number one calm and I can actually tell you sitting here at the end of the month I feel like I really did work on that this month I realized actually at the beginning of the month that I was doing this thing called not breathing deeply and it was causing me so much stress you can't even believe it and I listened to a podcast a few days ago on breath and this guy who does a lot of breath work, Shaman Durek, you need to listen to him. He's great. He was saying when people come to him that aren't, that are very stressed out, he's like, well, are you breathing deeply? And they're like, no. He's like, okay, well, do you want to live? And they're like, yeah. So such a simple concept, like the deeper you breathe, the more you're able to fully take in breath and then take in life because we know breath is often symbolic or often representative of prana, which is the life force, which is the breath. So calm. Number two, kind, focusing on ahimsa, non-harming for all. This is something that I feel that I have dialed in in regards to like veganism and also in regards to just generally being kind to people. But I think the hardest thing is, is when I feel toxic situations or when I feel people speaking badly or when I hear them speaking badly about others, knowing when to leave that conversation, knowing how to not say something that's going to be negative, that's really challenging and it's hard for me because I can fall into that very quickly. But what I've noticed, and I've noticed this for a long time, is it, it makes me feel rotten. Um, I have a podcast on that called How to, Top, How to Stop Talking Shit. Okay, loving. And then I wrote, we all deserve this. So very simple concept, right? But I think if you're anything like me, I'm single. And so it's really easy for me to keep the walls up and just kind of 
hole up, wall up, and be like, I love myself, that's all I need, whatever, right? But we are social beings. I'm definitely an extrovert. I just did a personality test, and it was like, you are very much an extrovert. So I like to be around people, and I don't think it would be a bad thing to ask the universe to call in some sort of partner, whatever that would look like for me. So I'm working on that. And here's another one that maybe you can relate to. Not bound by my past and not bound by my thoughts. So basically, before we get into the topic of today, the whole not being bound by your past is like really that concept of shedding who you used to be, right? Because I feel that the more I grow, it's like every day or maybe not every day, but every week I'm kind of like peeling a layer of skin off my body and then I'm stepping into this next version of me and then it's like I look back like three weeks ago and I'm like I wasn't even that I'm not even that same person right like your essence never changes and like the very core part of you never really changes a lot but as you grow and shift and evolve I do believe that changes and so not being bound by like who I used to be in the past and like the way I used to treat people and the way I used to think about money and the way I used to think about myself, even if it was last week dealing with self-worth or even if it was yesterday, whatever it is, I don't have to be bound by that previous feeling about myself. So I'm really working on that and that's for me very cathartic because it allows me to truly let go. It allows me to say maybe that's who I was yesterday but that's not who I have to be today. The next one, not being bound by my thoughts. So things come into my head. Maybe they're positive. Maybe they're negative. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. I feel like that's a hard one because in our normal society, like we have to operate within our brain, within our body, within a space, right? So then our thoughts are the things that are a response to whatever's happening around us, right? But we don't have to actually be absorbed by every single thought that comes into your head. So I have been meditating a lot. Also been meditating with my crystals in my hands, which you maybe have seen on my Instagram stories. And I highly recommend this because something about that energy of holding something that can be so healing each one holding different properties has been really nice for me. I also wrote, let's see, I'm going to share one more with you. Hmm. Maybe I'll share two more. Okay. Abundance. Money flows with ease. This is a great one. I release anxiety that I have about money and I just allow it to flow in the way that I see fit or the way that the universe sees fit. I'm not trying to control it. I'm not putting a lot of pressure down. I'm just doing what I know I need to do in regards to my job as a trainer, as a coach, as someone who is in a type of job in which there is continual accountability. I'm doing that job. When I do that job with authenticity and with a desire to truly change someone's life, money flows with ease for me. Okay, the last one is... How about this one? Able to give and receive love from others in a genuine way. I know we talked about loving in general was up a little bit higher on the list but 
that again comes down to breaking those walls down, breaking those boundaries down so that we can truly tap into true love, right? Because when I truly feel like I'm looking someone in the eye and I'm seeing them for who they are, they're just a kind, loving person. Everyone has that in them. And I believe that. So give yourself the ability to receive it, but also to give it. And when you give love, you don't need to expect it in return. Just give it to give it. And that can be done so, so simply. Okay, so today's topic is on triathlon training and how it changed my life. So even just thinking about it, I start to smile because I get really excited because I love it so much. Anyways, I want to share my story about triathlon training with you because, like I said, it changed my life. Who doesn't want to change their life? Who doesn't want to level up? Who doesn't want to grow? Even if it's not with triathlon, but it's like with that thing that you've always wanted to do or that skill you've always wanted to learn, maybe you can think about it right now and it pops into your head and you're like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to do that, but I'm way too fucking scared. Join the club. It's fine. So anyways, I always wanted to do triathlon. I grew up swimming. I grew up biking. I grew up running, but I never did all three one right after the other. That is a bird outside my window. And I never thought that I was a racer. I never thought I was an athlete. I did sports through high school, none in college, but I was always active. And I've been a personal trainer for five or six years. But I never considered myself to be an athlete. And a lot of that was that story I was telling myself, which I believe I've talked about in previous podcasts, that I'm not a fast runner. I'm not an athlete and I don't like to be competitive. Well, that's actually really funny because all of those things I said I not I was not, I am. I am a fast runner. I am an athlete and I do love some friendly competition. <laughs> and why do I love friendly competition? Um because I love seeing people pushing themselves in a way that perhaps they did not think was possible. So I want to just share with you my triathlon journey and the reason I want to share it with you is because it was really that thing that I always felt like, you know, when you feel things inside of you, you just feel them. Like I have this thing that I've been thinking about recently where it's like, um, I might have to move out of my apartment in a few months. And so like, I'm looking for a new place just so that I have something in October and When I look at the places on Craigslist or on Zillow, it's like, I just, I feel it. I feel the way that I'm going to feel when I go to the place. So it's like triathlon was something that I always just felt inside me. And now that I believe is a deeper connection to like the energy of my mom and my dad mostly my mom because she was a triathlete and she did a lot of races in her 20s and so it's just funny how you kind of stumble into the path that you were always meant to go on right because sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel I used to live my life like this I would make a plan or I would go and do the thing that everyone else was doing like being a waitress Because I was like, oh, well, everyone else is making a lot of money being a waitress. So I should be a waitress because I'm going to make a lot of money doing that. That's really funny. 
because that's me listening to this voice and like not a voice inside my head but like the voice of other people being like okay this is what I'm doing so this is what you should be doing that wasn't me feeling the way I feel the way I feel when I feel like I'm looking at an apartment and it has a good vibe it has a good energy that was me feeling and taking on other people's stuff without tuning into my stuff right so with triathlon it was one of those things where it just was always within me so then as I stumbled into triathlon it just feels like I've been here my whole life it's really hard to describe because I grew up being able to do all of these things but not together now I'm not telling you this because I'm like an all-star triathlete I'm telling you this because it was kind of something that I fell into and now I can't see my life without. Like when you know, you know, I talk about this with like my brother, he's a rock climber and he's just like, Blaze, like I can't describe it, but it's just like, that's what I love. And that's just like what I want to do. And that's something I'm always going to do. And it's just always going to be a part of me. That's how I feel about try because I can help other people to do try. Like I recently started coaching people in the water teaching them strokes, teaching them how to swim. I'm a Pisces, so I love being in the water. And it's just, when I do it, it really feels like this is the work you were called to do. Do this work. That's how I feel about triathlon. So anyways, um, where I'm at with it is I started in May. I signed up for a race and I trained pretty diligently. I mean, I've always been working out, but I didn't really stick to my bricks. And the bricks are like the bike run, the swim bike, the swim run. I wasn't consistent on that. So when I did my first race, it was good. But like by the end, my legs felt like lead because they were so freaking tired because the the order of triathlon is swim, bike, run. Okay. So let me tell you why this was a challenge for me and why this was extremely out of my comfort zone. I can do all those things, but doing them back to back is really hard. And when you're doing a sprint triathlon, that is a very short distance. Oh, short distance. Easy. Actually, no, because you're supposed to be going fast the whole time. And that's the challenge. Because as you remember, the story I always told myself is you're not a fast runner. You can't run fast. You can't like beat people, pass people, lap people, go under 10 minute miles because that's not who you are. So I did the first race. Guess what? My run was my weakest, which is challenging for me to accept because I've been a runner for 10 years, but that doesn't mean I've been a fast runner because what I always told myself was I'm a slow runner. Okay. So fast forward, I finished the first race. My friend Isabella, who I met at SoulCycle, loves SoulCycle. She was like, Blaze, I'm on this triathlon team. You should come hang out sometime, hang out, lol, you should come to practice sometime, and just see if you like it, and I was like, okay, I don't, I, I, you know, it was a team, and I'm like, I, there's no way I'm gonna be able to join this team, so I go to the practice, and what is it, it's running the bridge in Miami at 6 a.m. on, like, a Sunday or something like that, like, literally sprinting, so picture, like, if you don't live in a city, picture running up the biggest hill in your neighborhood, like, 15 times, brutal, But me, loving exercise, of course, I loved it. And then she was like, well, text the coach and see if you can join the team. I'm like, okay. So I text the coach and I see if I can join the team. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, well, I'm probably not good enough for it. He's like, no, like you can be great. 
with consistency and presence in your training, you can be very good at triathlons. I was like, okay, so I joined the team. And it's just honestly been such a wild ride because I feel like I've shed these layers of myself, of like my self-doubt, right? So the first layer and the layer that's the deepest, well, I guess maybe it's not the first layer. Like the deepest core layer is like you're not fast, right? So every day I go and run intervals or I sprint, I have to tell myself, you are fast. You are fast. You are, you are, you are fast. Okay. The next thing is that I love about this challenge, which is triathlon, is the swim. I'm The swim is my strongest. I love the swim. Something about it, I just feel very comfortable in the water. I feel very confident. Even though there are currents, even though it's challenging, even though when you get in the water, there's like a hundred people kicking at your face and you can't breathe or see. (laughs) I love the swim because it's my time to go fast. And I just, it's my strength. The bike is... For me right now, because it's in the middle of the three exercise or of the three sports, I feel like it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of meh about the bike. I don't know how I feel about it right now, but that could change. I'm sitting here staring at my bike, just like, how do I feel about you? But the cool thing about the bike is it's very much about like enduring, like because it's a longer mileage the bike is the longest mileage you're gonna do on a triathlon so it's really about just kind of settling in and staying committed and then the run is the hardest for me because by the time you get to the run you're just so exhausted your legs feel like lead and you're like I don't want to effing do this but you have to do it you have to challenge yourself you have to push yourself and when you finish the race you feel amazing I ate two pieces of pizza after my first race. But yeah, I I just love the idea of doing a thing not for money, not for gratification, not for what people are going to think of you, but literally doing it for the sole reason. I guess there's a lot of reasons like pushing myself to a place that I never thought possible puts me in a place that I feel uncomfortable. When I feel uncomfortable, I am growing. When I am growing, I am evolving. And when I'm evolving, I'm able to be a higher version of myself that's able to give and receive love in a more deep and authentic way. So that's really important to me. Okay. The next thing that I really love about triathlon in a big way it's changed me is because it's held me to such a high level of accountability that all of my clients are now getting held to a very much higher standard than when I first became a trainer. Like when my clients come into the gym and they're going to work with me, like we're not messing around. We're not like, we're going to joke and laugh because that's just like part of who I am. But Like you're going in and you're working because I'm going in and I'm working. I will tell you that it's all correlated because of me demanding more from myself and demanding more from my clients. I will tell you in the month of July, today's the very end of July, I have trained harder than I've ever trained in my life. We are talking like All right, let me just lay this out for you. I'm just going to lay it out for you so that you have an idea 
of what this type of training is. Oh, also, let me give you a fun fact. The people that are on my team, one of my coaches swam the English Channel, and the other one is literally an Olympian and on the USA triathlon team. And then I realized that some of my like teammates are also professional athletes, and I'm just like, okay, this explains a lot. This is explaining why I'm so tired. Okay, Mondays is a six to seven mile run. And then a strength workout, which I do on my own because I'm a trainer. Or I have a trainer that I, like, program the workout with, and then they push me through it because I love being coach. Tuesdays is a two-mile interval swim, so that's 3,000 meters. It takes about an hour, and then a 45-minute bike. Wednesdays is a brick workout, which I had discussed before. So that's a hour-long bike and two to three mile run. Thursdays is a track workout run, so it's like a lot of intervals. I did that today. And Fridays is another two-mile swim. The swims, I am so exhausted after, but they're my favorite. And Saturdays are... Oh yeah, running the bridge. And then open water swimming. So it's just like doing a lot of different things at all times. But... I will tell you, in doing all of those things consistently, I was able to train the most people I've ever trained in one month while also doing all of those things. Now, let me just push back to six months ago when I was training probably 20 or 30, let's call it sessions. That's what we call it in the training world, right? Like every time you do a session with someone, that counts as one session. Six months ago, I was, that's what, January, I was training 35 sessions less per per month and only training myself probably an hour per day as opposed to two to two and a half hours per day. So it just really goes to show where your priorities lie, your priorities lie. And I think that that's super important. So if you're thinking about something and you really want to do it, but you think, oh, it's going to, you know feed into my boss or it's gonna like mess up my work or it's gonna mess up my personal life it might actually do the opposite it might actually enhance because your time management skills are going to be a lot better for example I had to shift the way that I oriented my clients because I was like well I'm getting really tired so I can't train people at night anymore because I have to be going to bed at like eight o'clock minimum or maybe like nine maximum um and I have to get up at five every day no excuses because I have to get to the practice, which is at 5.50 and I have to do that at least four days a week. And then the other two to three days, I have to do the workout on my own. So it forced me to create a level of time management that is very, very high and requires a lot of follow-up, detail, and planning. Those things are important skills to hone no matter what you're doing. So if you think about the skill or the thing that you're trying to do, you have to think, how can I manage this effectively so that I can actually fit it into my day without everything else being a complete train wreck, right? So I know if I'm going to train whatever, 14 hours to 15 hours a week, all of my clients, number one, they need to be programmed, which means every single thing that they're going to be doing for the week, I need to have planned out and I need to plan it on a Sunday. So that's what I do. And then the entire week, I can get my workouts in while also being able to really dedicate time, energy, and focus to my clients within their training session when they're working with me. And then also the stuff that they're doing on their own. So 
holding yourself to that higher standard is going to help you increase your time management skills. So my take home for you or my recap for you, and the reason I'm telling you this story is because I believe that we all truly have that one thing that we want to get better at or that one thing we want to dedicate more time to. And that thing that you want to dedicate more time to, I believe that's where you can really kind of like discover your true essence and your true self, right? Like you don't discover your true self by going to the store and buying a pair of triathlon pants. You discover your true self by waking up at five in the morning, putting on your shitty pair of running shorts and busting your ass for an hour and a half. Or let's say, I don't know, what's a skill that you maybe want to learn? Maybe you want to learn how to scuba dive you don't learn how to scuba dive by taking a cool picture underwater of you like standing by a starfish like no you learn how to scuba dive by like learning all of the skills and having to be uncomfortable underwater learning to breathe from an oxygen tank it allows you to pull off a layer of like this is who I am in my day-to-day I am a trainer I am a person who does this I'm a person who does that like whatever those things are that you tell yourself that you are If you do something different and you push that, I believe it kind of like expands who you have the capacity to be, right? Because the more things I do and the more I like diversify my life, I'm like, I'm not going to walk around telling people like, I do this, I do this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm certified in this, I'm certified in that. It's like, no, I'm just a person doing a bunch of different things so that I can have a human experience that I can share with other people so that you can go out and you can do other things and you can experience things and you can share and you can lead, right? Like, that's the goal. It's not like, oh, I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it to expand myself so that I can help others expand themselves. So I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to push yourself and see where it leads you because you could be led to a place where you're like, I didn't even realize I could fucking get here, right? Like I didn't even realize this place existed for me yet it was there all along because I created that path or that path was there for me. I surrendered to the path and I just walked the path. I've always believed that my whole life. Like, I've always believed, like, the path that I have, the path that God has for me, like, I'm just going to walk it. Like, it's already there. It's already played out. It's already in the universe. I can see it. I can feel it. It's something I feel. And I'm just going to walk it. And I'm going to have faith. And it's not going to be easy. And I'm going to have to learn a bunch of lessons because that's life. And I'm going to mess up. And I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm going to have happy times. I'm going to have sad times. But I'm going to, like walk the path, right? Like this triathlon path, this path was here for me all along. Like it was there. It was there. All I had to do was just let some things fall away so I could zone in and focus and realize that it's truly what I want to do and truly how I want to help people. So yeah. And it might change, right? Like I used to teach dance and I love teaching dance. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And my path led me that way. And I did that for like two or three years and it was great. But right now I'm on a different path and that's okay. Give yourself grace, give yourself time, but also stop being afraid and just sack up and do it. Okay, I'm gonna go, but I love you a lot and I will see you next time. Oh my gosh, there's a bug on me on the Wholehearted Glow podcast. Mwah! 
Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Life podcast. I hope you really enjoyed today's content and I will be sharing more and more with you as the weeks go on. If you liked what you listened to today, please consider writing me a review and rating this podcast. I would totally appreciate it. Maybe just a few sentences telling everyone what you liked about the show. And if you are looking for more on Wholehearted Life, things, moments, inspiration, you know where to find me on those social media handles. So just go on over to wholehearted underscore underscore life on Instagram. If you are interested in Snapchat, where I post exclusive content only to Snapchat that you will not see anywhere else, and we get a more personal interaction, you can find me at Blazer Trail. That is B-L-A-I-S-E-R-T-R-A-I-L. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time on The Whole Headed Life.